Thank you for joining me today. Today, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the brain-gut-heart connection. Uh, If you're just joining me for the first time, my name is Allison Ralston. I am a physician assistant and brain health coach. Today, we're going to continue our uh, discussion uh, on the importance of our thoughts, uh, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and how it can affect us physically. So again, thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. If you spend any time on the internet or Facebook, uh, you probably have seen many, many ads uh, or top, you know, people talking about gut health. It really is the hot topic in medicine today. It's our gut. It seems that this gut bacteria or microbiome plays a key role in our health. The balance of the gut bacteria is key to the function and protection of the gut lining. Our gut is the first line of defense against illness. And did you know that your gut houses 70% of your immune system? Research is revealing that even neuromuscular diseases like Parkinson's start in the gut. The gut has its own separate nervous system, which is separate from the brain. So basically, research is saying that we have two brains. We have our brain, and then we have the gut brain. The nervous systems of the brain and the gut are connected by the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve plays a key role in calming us down. Our breath and feelings of safety are strongly linked to the vagus nerve. So that's why when you take a slow, deep breath and you and you begin to calm yourself down, you can calm yourself down that. So people talk about taking in a deep breath uh, to calm your nerves. But it seems that not only taking a deep breath, but when you apply it with meditation, uh, studies are showing that it even lowers blood pressure. Another interesting fact is that our gut makes most of our neurotransmitters. 95% of serotonin is actually made in the gut. And did you know that low, low serotonin is actually one of the contributing factors to a condition called irritable bowel disease? Studies are showing that oftentimes psychiatric disorders have a coexisting gut problem. Research has determined that over 87% of our current illnesses are stress-related. IBS is a stress-related disorder. So where did IBS start? Did it start in the gut or did it start in the brain with unhealthy thought life? To be honest, I really don't have the answer to that question, but I do know one fact, that stress is a contributing factor. Stress is a major cause of illness and has been shown to disrupt the gut uh, or the gut bacteria, leading to what many are calling leaky gut. I was listening to a uh, prominent GI doctor. I believe he's based out of Manhattan. Uh, Of course, he's developed uh, a superfood product to help uh, heal leaky gut. But what impressed me about him is when I listened to his video, he listed three what he called gut busters. Uh, The first was gluten. Uh, The second was over-the-counter medications. And the third was stress. Now friends, I agree I agree with what he's saying, but I would have put stress as number one. Now the thing about gluten is 
there's some belief that we all may have a little bit of a gluten uh, sensitivity and that gluten may be aggravating or causing inflammation on the walls of the lining of our gut. Uh, when that happens, it becomes inflamed and this, the tight junctions become swollen, allowing things to get in our system that are increasing inflammation in our body. Um, this is what they're calling leaky gut. So simply put, leaky gut uh, is injury to the gut lining, allowing harmful substances into our system, which increase inflammation in our body. We know that illness or all illnesses is an inflammatory response. So reducing inflammation is important. Stress increases inflammation and it's rooted in fear. I believe another factor in illness is condemnation, either of ourselves or others. Condemnation is a very strong disapproval of something or even someone, and it may involve punishment. I believe that the root of illness is fear and condemnation, both of which cause us stress. Fear and condemnation cause emotions that cause, us, cause a physical response in our body. Again, if you've been following this, this podcast, you, you're aware that your brain is connected to your immune system through small vessels. So when we have negative uh, thoughts, fearful thoughts, worry thoughts, uh, they release substances that affect our body negatively. But if we have positive, um, even faith-based thoughts, then we will release substances into our body that affect us positively or should say have a positive effect on our physical body. I do believe that what we eat is important, but I strongly believe our emotional health is just as important, if not more important. So just like the doctor from Manhattan, um, I agree uh, with the fact that over-the-counter medications are causing issues on our gut, and there's no doubt our American uh, lifestyle and diet is causing a problem. But I believe first and foremost that stress is the number one cause of illness. There is so much information you know, bombarding the internet right now regarding health. And it really is really hard to sort it all out. And honestly, there is a lot of good information out there. But I've come to realize uh, that what we are meditating on is key to our health, that getting rid of fear and judgment, which is condemnation, will lead to peace and joy. Loving ourselves and loving others brings healing. And I love the scripture. Um, you can find the scripture, 1 John 4, 18. It says, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Because fear involves the ex expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. The truth is that we can choose our thoughts. The brain is able to heal and change. Studies have shown that prayer and meditation actually change the synaptic activity at the end of our neurons eventually changing the brain cells. Choosing to meditate on things that cause us to be frightened or angry can actually damage the brain. 
This type of negative meditation is called rumination, and it can be dangerous to our health. I'm going to look for the rumination is like thinking over and over and over again, these obsessive thoughts that bring us fear or anxiety. The brain can be taught to think on things that are true, honorable, pure, lovable, kind, gracious, excellent, and praiseworthy. That can be found in Philippians 4.8. It is your choice what you think or meditate on, but remember, your thoughts can affect you positively or negatively. So choose thoughts that bring life to you, not death. Studies have shown that meditating on love strengthens neurological circuits that allow us to feel compassion for others. Focusing on fear can damage the anterior cingulate of the brain, causing us to lose interest in and even act aggressively towards others. Evil for foreboding or expecting the worst to happen increases activity in the uh, amygdala and decreases activity in the anterior cingulate, increasing anxiety and neurotic behavior. I believe a healthy mind will lead to a healthy body. What we choose to meditate on is key to physical and emotional health. Meditation is a powerful tool, and I believe, believe it or not, meditation was always God's idea. We have a choice of which kingdom we choose to meditate on or which kingdom we choose to align with, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of devil. Another way to look at it is you can, you can, you can align yourself with the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness hosts things like fear, hate, condemnation, greed, lust, bitterness, anger, racism, and envy. And I'm sure there's others. The kingdom of God, through his son Jesus, the light of the world, is love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These qualities are all produced by the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of Jesus and each of us who accepted uh, Jesus Christ as our Savior. Meditation without Christ is tapping into the wrong kingdom. The kingdom of darkness leads us uh, more into ourselves, thinking we are the ruler of our uh, destiny. We become self-focused instead of other focus. It becomes all about me instead of all about Jesus. Unfortunately, today many Christians are wavering between the two kingdoms. That is what the Bible calls double-minded, or what it calls being double-minded. A mind on the kingdom of darkness will bring fear, but a mind on the kingdom of God will bring righteousness, peace, and joy, and its effect is quietness and confidence, Isaiah 32, 17. The Amplified Bible expresses Isaiah 32, 17 like this, and the effect of righteousness will bring peace internal and external, and the result of righteousness will be quietness and confident trust forever. What we focus on becomes our heart, and out of the heart the mouth speak. Paul prayed this prayer in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. He said, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal, intimate insight into the true knowledge of God. For we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with the light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope 
the divine guarantee, the competent expectation to which you, which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. The eyes of our heart are the lamp to our body. Paul prayed that our heart would be flooded with light or the light of the world, Jesus. Jesus is a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Father uh, Matthew uh, chapter 6 says, Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. The eye, which is I believe is our heart, is a lamp to our body. And if it is sound, the entire body will be filled with light. But if, but if the eye or the heart is unsound, the whole body is full of darkness. This takes us right back to Proverbs 17.22. A happy heart is good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. A heart that is full of light is full of Jesus and will be at peace and will produce the fruit of the Spirit, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. A mind filled with cheerful thoughts will bring healing to the soul. Proverbs 16.24 says, Pleasant words, and I'm going to add this, pleasant words, thought or spoken, are as a honeycomb, sweet to the mind and healing to the body. Peace and joy are keys to healing. Filling our mind with the Word of God will transform us in mind, body, and spirit. Jesus told us that His words are spirit and life. The Word of God is alive. The Hebrew word for spirit is ruach, which means wind or breath. The Greek word for spirit is pneuma, which means to breathe or blow. Literally, by setting our heart and mind on the Lord, He blows or breathes life into us. The spirit of Jesus offers, the peace that, that Jesus offers is not the peace of the world. The Hebrew word that Jesus used for peace was shalom. It means peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. Wow, these are like wonderful promises. Peace is in Jesus, but we must go to him. He wants to touch your life. He wants to touch my life. Jesus came to heal the sick and the broken and to reveal to us the Father's heart. Jesus is the great physician, but he won't force himself on you, but he will welcome you into his arms. In Mark chapter 5, we read about a woman with the issue of blood. For 12 years, she endured suffering under the hand of physicians and had spent all she had, but she was no better. She had heard of Jesus and ran to him for healing. She risked everything to break through a crowd because with the bleeding, she was considered unclean. She wasn't supposed to be there, but she pushed through the crowd to touch his garment. She had faith that if she touched him, she restored to health. And even though Jesus was in a crowd of people pressing him hard against him, he felt power leave his body to heal. Friends, faith has power. Jesus wanted to know who touched him. The woman, trembling in fear, came to Jesus, and he said this to her. And he said to her daughter, your faith, your trust, and confidence in me, springing from faith in God, has restored you to health. He said, go into peace and be continually healed and freed from your distressing bodily diseases, Mark 5, 34. Jesus told her to go in peace and be continually healed and freed from distressing body diseases. 
sounds to me that living in peace, internal exercise, has something to do with, with being in health. In summary, it is going to the secret place with Jesus and allowing him to fill us with his life-giving spirit that we will find rest for our souls. Proverbs 17.22 gives us some clues to living in health, a happy heart and cheerful mind. Meditation is the practice of setting our heart and mind on Jesus. Meditation is really practicing the presence of God in our daily life. Meditation is intentionally thinking and pondering the wonderful works of the Lord. It involves thinking and speaking, declaring and singing the Word of God. Meditation is worship. And if you want to go even deeper, meditation is prayer. It is going into the place of prayer, being shut in with Jesus, that He begin to speak to our hearts. It's not just going with petitions and asking everything. It's actually going and honoring Him and praising Him and focusing our mind on Jesus and listening to His heart. Giving Him give us directions. That's what it's about. You know, in turning our hearts and minds to Jesus, He is the source of life and the Prince of Peace. This is where you're going to find health and wholeness. I'm going to conclude with this prayer. that you'll find in uh, 3 John uh, chapter 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well. And even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. Thank you for joining me today. I do believe that, the, that health begins in the secret place of the Lord because that's where you're going to alleviate stress. The world will have trouble. And the Lord told us that we will have trouble in this world. But he said, uh, I think it's Psalms 50, 15, he says, I will deliver you from all. If you go to him, he will deliver you from all your distress. And I thank you again for joining me today. Uh, if you want to read uh, this, uh, you can go to my uh, blog, which is healthy-mind-healthy-body.com. Uh, also from that place, you can go uh, to uh, my YouTube videos. Uh, I hope that you have a blessed and wonderful day. Uh, I am going to continue uh, over the next weeks talking about uh, gut health and brain health and things that we can do uh, through diet and through supplementation uh, to help. But I, I, I truly believe uh, that the beginning of health or the beginning of wisdom comes uh, with the fear of the Lord and knowing that he is, and going to the secret place.